0: Well, hello and welcome to Virtual Team Dynamics, the Ulfire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at Ulfire. At Ulfire, we specialize in helping organizations get the most from their virtual teams through helping develop an understanding of how the virtual team members interact. This is episode number five, and today we're going to be discussing some of the issues faced by personnel and organizations during the process of an expat relocation. So, for many, many organisations working in international, particularly in international projects, but also just working internationally, there comes a time when some of the employees will be expected to to relocate, either for a few weeks, a few months, or in some instances it can actually be classed as as a permanent relocation. Each of these relocations come with their own challenges both personal and professional but each can also have its own specific rewards uh, both at the individual level the organizational level and also for the families of the of the personnel impacted by these relocations. So assuming you're a member of an established organization, you've been there for a little while your manager comes along and says hey look we want you to uh, to move over to wherever somewhere else within the organization to uh to take on a new role um here are a few of the things that you would need to consider and that your organization should consider during the process of of that relocation firstly will you be moving alone um or will you be going with a with family um are you in a are you are you in a family are you a single person so we'll talk about that one first The second one is how well do you know the personnel that you're going to be working with and what do you know about the location that you're moving to? What support network will you have both in your point of hire in the office that you're normally based in and where you're relocating from? but also very critically into the office that you're relocating to. How will the organisation support you as a, as an individual, support you as a family group and what do you need and expect from them and what should you need and expect from them during the move? How long will the expat contract last? Um, is it a contract that will be um, you'll be there for a certain period of time on an expat package and then after a while that package will be transferred over to be a permanent employee at that location. What are the terms and conditions? How will you travel? Um, What kinds of financial allowances will you get? Will your accommodation be provided for you? Will the accommodation be suitable? Are there schools for for any children, family members that you may have coming with you? Um, what what are the job opportunities for an accompanying partner should you, should you choose to go down that route? And finally, and uh, something that lot, not a lot of organizations or individuals consider, but which is very important, what happens if it all goes wrong? What's the exit strategy both for the organization if they decide that the individual is not the right fit and for the individual if they get partway down this whole process and realize that it is just not for them? So taking these points individually firstly, whether you go single or accompanied um, for many organizations they'll have a couple of different forms of contract one will be single status so you you travel on your own you travel and you live in a in accommodation which is suitable for someone living there on their own. The alternate would be um, let's say a family, accompanied spouse, whatever the whatever the organisation's term may be, and in that sort of situation it would be the whole family group, whether that be two individuals, or whether that be um, a family with children. Each of these are very different. The the durations of a single status relocation typically they have a a shorter cycle time, so they would they would get to uh, to relocate to their new location, but they would have reasonably frequent trips back to their home base potentially. Whereas a family relocation, because of the extra expense and because of the extra upheaval, typically the family would go there and they would stay in situ for longer periods between, uh, between um, trips away. But you need to really think about whether you're going to travel single status, if your if your partner, for instance, has a has a job, they can't they can't leave. If you have children who are at an age where pulling them out of your uh, of their normal school would be very disruptive to their education, some of those things need to be very carefully weighed against whether you would choose to travel as an indi- as a single individual um what are the schools like where you're going how will your partner be accepted into the local community will there be job opportunities for your partner when they arrive there as well should they wish to seek them or are they happy to take a career break and then your partner if they're going with you they also need to consider what happens to their career while they're away Um, if if they take a leave of absence from their employer or if they actually have to resign from their employer, what what are their opportunities and prospects when when this relocation finishes and you return when you return to your home base? So there's there's a lot of things in that particular area to consider. The second one then is um, just how well you know the people at the other end, when you. Th- that can make a very very large difference if you're if you're relocating to uh, to another office where where you have colleagues and friends already in situ you've got a support network when you arrive if you're however moving to another location where where you may be the only representative from your organization you need to be very aware that while you're there you're going to have to be substantially self-supporting this can make a big difference both from the selection of the kinds of personnel that an organization may choose to send and also it can have a big impact on the kinds of people that would accept such a relocation they need to be independent if they are going to be the sole representative of their employer they also need to be real uh, company people they will be the face of their organization while they are in that country and you need to be very careful that those are the right people to represent your business and equally the business needs to to make sure that they're going to be supporting those people properly the easiest and least um, least troublesome of all of these options is when an individual moves to an established office where there's already a support structure where they may know a small number of people or a large number of people at that other office they may have met with them and worked with them on other projects. They may have met them at corporate conferences. They may have dealt with them for years. They may even be people who've relocated themselves from the same place as the, as, as you're going to move from. So there's a lot to consider in, in there as well in terms of just how people will interact and what opportunities will be presented for them. The support network is, is quite a critical one as well, particularly if the move is to a location where the individual will be stand alone. Um, They need to know that when they get there they're going to have the right kinds of levels of support from the organization so that they can work effectively, so that they can be the right kind of ambassadors for that organization while they're there. And they need to know that that support network will support accompanying spouse, uh, partners, children, um whatever other their their forms of contract and their and their family group may be for that relocation, you need to think about things like i t support um housing whether the housing will be safe, whether transport and travel will be safe, having that whole support network in place either in country if it's formal within the organization or through um through an outsourced organization that may provide a lot of this support um under contract. To, to the company itself if that person is there as a as a single or as a or as a very small part of an of an outreach organization while they're there. Then the final consideration again is what happens if all of this lot goes wrong? What happens if the individual gets there and realises that this expat life, while it looked really glamorous and attractive in the, uh, in the material, that everything sounded really interesting and everything sounded really exciting, and they get there and realise that they really do not feel comfortable and feel they cannot function in that new location. The organisation needs a way that it can uh, extract that expat from that uh, situation without damaging either their relationship with the individual with the employee damaging their local reputation and also just damaging their their business as a whole similarly the individual needs to know that there's a way for them to get to get back from where they are without damaging their employment situation with the company that they're working for Um, having someone there who feels that they really really hate where they are and that they're there under duress and that they're there because they know that if they were to return to their or believe if they were to return to their organization that they would be treated badly. That person is never going to be a good ambassador for your company so you need to be very careful about about this whole exit strategy, extraction strategy for, for getting people out. And of course you need to think about the safety side because Sometimes the people can be relocated to countries that are um, are not the safest places in the world and and you may need to find a way to remove them from that country should there be military unrest or tension or political unrest or whatever. So you need to be very careful both from an organisational perspective and from the perspective of the individuals just what happens if it all goes wrong and it all goes badly. So a lot of a lot of what I've talked about so far makes these sound like fairly big and scary undertakings and for many people they will be for a lot of people this may be their first time living in another country it's very different when you live in another country to when you visit for a holiday or you visit for a very short business meeting you're actually there you have to you have to find ways to survive you have to find where to buy your groceries you have to find things to entertain yourself when you're not working you have to find new friends and new relationships, and you have to just build your life for the period of time that you're in that country. It's very, very different, but equally a very rewarding and very very exciting opportunity for people. It's a way to build new friendships, to build new cultural understandings, to build new relationships within an organization, and to really cement an international career within many businesses. So they... The opportunities are superb, but they need to be carefully, carefully considered before you, before you embark on these moves. And that consideration needs to be both from the business and from the individual side. So I hope you've enjoyed this, um, this discussion um feel f- please do feel free to check us out at um, www.ulfire.com.au um, there is a there is an article there associated with this podcast which is uh, which is available for for reading and for downloading um and of course feel free to either subscribe to our regular newsletters from ulfire or to subscribe to the podcast feed and i look forward to speaking to you in future episodes